You're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Glad to have you on our podcast today. And this is the space when you elevate your heart, you elevate your mind, you elevate your soul to the next level of itself. Is the space when you inspire yourself with the powerful teaching, conversations, and learning that these beautiful guests of mine bring towards your life. So today we have a very special guest. We already recorded the live session. And in the live, we had wonderful comments and questions because the topic of that conversation was all about rising of the feminine energy, understanding how women can be powerful in their leadership and men as well, knowing what does it mean to be a woman in business and really understanding this new powerful feminine energy that we're all feeling and sensing in our life and also how to live that, you know, how to be empowered with this beautiful rise that is happening globally around ourselves. So Annabelle Delorme, she's a transformational coach and partner. She works in organizations and with individuals globally. She is very passionate about empowering people to connect to the best versions of themselves and to help people manage any disruption, manage any ambiguity, being able to be real and present in the moment to no matter what life brings you. She also believes in the power of transformation, and she believes in the power of positive path towards ourselves. And also she believes that once people get in touch with that in themselves, they can in turn inspire everybody else that came in relationship with with this empowerment as well. As I mentioned, she works in organizations with individuals. She's very innovative. She is very adaptive. She likes evolution, and she likes to see all of us people and humanity on this planet thrive and reach the best possible versions of themselves. So, Annabelle, welcome. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, this new rise of the feminine energy, I mean, this is a big topic. You know, sometimes when we say there is feminine rising globally, it's a big thing that is going on right now. So, let's kind of dive into this and talk a little bit on that. So, how do you sense that? What do you see what do you feel and how would you define maybe and label this rise of the feminine in ourselves at this moment in time? Yeah, it's a good question because there's a, a lot of conversation out there about the feminine energy and the masculine energy. And, you know, um, just that we're on the same page for this conversation, the way I see the feminine energy, it's, it has nothing to do with gender. So I'm not talking about gender or gender archetype. It's really an energy that is um, in every human being. We both have some masculine and feminine energy. And what I see is that the need for all of us to reconnect to that feminine energy, which is the way I like to call it, is that creative life force, loving force within us Mm -hmm. that um, help us to reconnect to who we truly are. And uh, we both need the masculine and the feminine, but the feminine has been very much suppressed in our society. And we all need to learn to reconnect because it's here, it's inside us, but we need to learn to reconnect to it and to embody it so that we can contribute to the world and um, yeah, make a difference. I think that, you know, all what we see in the world today, what's happening, the, the, 
you know, what's happening with Mother Earth. And it's, there is definitely a need for the feminine to rise again. And that's that's integrated in everything I do, whether I work with leader or individual and woman. It's how we we bring back that loving, powerful force that can help to heal ourselves and heal the world. Mm-hmm. And I love what you mentioned because that beautiful quality of the feminine energy in ourselves feels oppressed or has been oppressed for some time. And it, it, like it didn't have a space or the forum to express itself. And every time we were trying to express itself, even me as a man in this physical body, when I was trying to express this wonderful, loving, creating force in business, when I would use the words like love and care and compassion and empathy and vulnerability, somehow, for some reason, this was like pushed aside. It was not really given a space of a forum to be available. And what you're saying right now, we came into the time when this for this energy, we need to give space, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, our society has very much been built around that you like, you know, uh, achieving things and making things happen and um, having a purpose and, you know, being successful. And, you know, th- there is nothing bad with that. It's just that it's just that it can be destructive. So it's how we again balance by bringing back the feminine to that and how we become creator for the good of whole and not just creator for ourselves. And um, I think whether it's men or women, uh, and, you know, I, I, I will not talk too much about men because it's not my expertise, but it's true that, you know, men are told, you know, not to cry, to be strong. And so accessing their feeling is not, this is something they've been, they've been um, taught to do. And even women to some extent, because when they want to fit into a society which is mainly driven by this masculine energy, especially in the business world, they learn to appear and to have masks and to be strong and to model actually what they see out there instead of reconnecting to actually their own feeling, their intuition, and to lead from that place. And I think there is really a need to redefine what feminine leadership means because yeah, it's it's not about copying what is out there right now. It's something different that needs to be found that each of us inside ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and how would you redefine feminine leadership? So from your perspective, if you were to step into that space, call that inside of ourselves and give it the space or forum, what would be that frequency, that expression of that new feminine leadership from your perspective? I think it's it's powerful and loving. Mm-hmm. It's really work for the good of home. Um, it's intuitive. It's passionate. Um, it's caring, but it's also um, unapologetic about saying no to what is not right. Um, and so there is this this fierceness as well into it when something is is not okay. Um, but there is definitely that creative, intuitive um, feeling to it, to not just rely on the mind and to really trust whatever is coming up intuitively and, and, um, and coming from the heart, really mm-hmm. coming from the heart is learning to be in the heart. So whatever is coming up, whatever is showing up in any situation how to feel whatever we have to feel, and it may be challenging feeling, but then process them in a way that we can come back to the heart and speak from that place. Mm-hmm. And as I say, it does not mean that it's always nicey and like 
everyone needs to be happy, but it's coming from the heart. It's always coming from the heart. Mm -hmm. And I love what you shared, you know, with that energy. Sometimes it's unforgiving, uncompromised, and it's not lovely, lovely, fluffy, because sometimes when we talk about that quality of the feminine energy, people begin relating to it as something too soft, uh, something that doesn't have a real momentum, real power, and it's uh, labeled and ridiculed as fluffy, duffy, you know, lovely, lovely. But what you're saying is that that energy has, uh, that quality has a true power inside of it. And that true power sometimes can be uncompromisable, can know how to say no, to to create boundaries, to to really discern what is right, what is wrong, to be truthful, to be in integrity, to be completely aligned with the flow and balance. So there's so much that we can learn about the expression of that quality in our life, in our business, correct? Exactly, exactly. It's to really feeling the alignment within yourself and what is best for the greater good of everyone involved and speak that truth from a place of love. And it's, it's an art, you know, it's not something which is easy. And that's where there is a lot of work to be done around first feeling your feeling, then liberating them and processing them. And then un- until um, you have done that, you cannot really express them from a place of love because you are too much in reaction or you can be too much um, involved. So it's really first learning to reconnect to our feeling, you know, what, what's happening here for me? What's happening here? You know, mm. and if there is something that does not feel right, just feeling it and then liberating it, I will say doing the, your own work with that and then speaking after from a place of love to contribute to mm. the environment you're in in a, in a, in a positive way. So for people who, you know, men and women, you know, who tend to spend too much time in, in our minds, because uh, unfortunately, both you and I, we know that uh, how we've been trained, schooled, uh, how the society uh, models certain behaviors around us, we kind of tend to live more inside of our minds. So like we tend to think more and our minds get really busy. Also with the technology nowadays, with the stimulation, consistent draw into the WhatsApp, into the social media, into internet of things and so on and so forth. We tend to migrate our perception, our consciousness into our minds and we live there. And that creates some kind of disconnections of how we really feel. And what you're saying is that it's very important for us to come back home, so to say, and to start feeling. So for people who are spending too much time (laughs) in their minds, you know, what is the, the way, the pathway, you know, to kind of start feeling more and start connecting to the heart of the, or the home of our center? Yeah. Well, first, I, I think to be gentle with ourselves, if we are too much in our head, there are reasons, as you were saying, you know, society and the, we live in, a, in, a, in, in an era of technology. It's definitely not helping. So we need to be very intentional to come back to our bodies and to come back to feeling. Um, It's really being intentional, creating time where we know we can come back to that because our world is very much working on technology right now. So being gentle wherever you are, it's, you know, in in kind of way, it's not your fault. It's what it is. So it's when, when we have that awareness, it's just to say, okay, how I'm going to come back to my body and there are many ways. There is not one way that fit home. Um, for me, that has worked 
clearly is I share that last time we met is really first of all to create space. Mm-hmm. So I'm using my masculine energy who is very organized and structured to create space to make sure I have space every day, every week, every month where I know I will have time for myself, time to be with my feeling and my body. Um, that's the very first step. So it's, you know, it's very much about, about planning. As a woman, I'm also uh, very much in tune with my own body. So, you know, the lunar cycle, uh, my mm. menstrual cycle, because mm. there is definitely wisdom that is happening when we are in tune with this cycle. So I integrate that also into the way I organize my life so I can tap into this powerful energy to help me to tap into my own wisdom. And, and then after that, there are so many practices you can tap into. Um, for me, it's really been about moving the body, um, breath work, and mm-hmm. anything that is about managing my thought and, and meditation. But the three for me are very, very powerful Mm-hmm. and connected and um, we can go into um, yeah, detail into the practices but one that I love which is very simple that you can do at any time is just put a hand on your heart and close your eyes and just feel the breath and just stay there and just feel so you can be in the middle of a challenging situation and just just feel and breathe and then, then just, just this will give you some peace and help you to feel your feeling and just bring you that peace again. That's a simple one. And you can have beautiful. longer practices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful practice in the moment, presencing yourself and really feeling. Because, you know, the, the matter of the fact is that we are, you know, feelings, beings, you know, we are not only thinking, we're not only walking heads, we're, we're our emotional body, our emotional intelligence, and who, how we created is that we really love to feel. And for me, I can see this as symptomatic disconnection from our feeling powered by the power of technology. So I think what we're talking about bringing people back home and getting them being in relationship to how they really feel, it's extremely important, especially for that feminine holistic approach of, you know, taking care of everybody else, taking everybody into consideration because it feels right. And how do we know it feels right? It's because we have to be connected to our own feelings. So those practices are extremely important. I also want to highlight for the listeners, you know, you also mentioned this when we talked in the life that creating that space for ourselves to be in that stillness and silence so that we can feel how we feel because feeling requires quiet down, you know, creating the space, being in the silence, and then being in relationship with yourself. And with all the noise around ourselves, so the family life and children and, you know, like business and emails and social media, that sacred space when you can be in stillness, it's very important, isn't it? Absolutely. And if you don't intentionally create it, it can be non-existent in your life, you know, so it's so, so important. And as you say, women, we have we have naturally that nurturing energy so we can take care of the children and people around us. And we need to take care of ourselves and we need to create that time for ourselves. And um, it can be really, as you say, like, which is just the first step is to access our feeling, mm-hmm. to really access our feeling. And then we, when we are connected to them, mm-hmm. then to liberate them, to really express them so that they don't get stuck 
in the body because then the body gets tense and rigid. And that's where we are not able to embody the feminine energy that we are because yeah. we get tense and rigid. And so we need to shake things up. We need to dance. We need to move the body, whatever feels right to you, so that it's, it's out and, mm-hmm. um, and then we can soften. Mm-hmm. One of the key practices for um, feminine practitioner is, is make, finding a way to soften, to soften your body. Because when your body is soft, the energy flows and then you are much more connecting to your heart. When the body is tense and rigid, it's very difficult to connect to your heart. It's very difficult to pick from a place of love. So mm-hmm. soften, soften, soften is, is the first step to, to really get closer to your feminine energy. So I have, you know, through my mind, you know, there's questions that go through my, from my feminine audience <laughs> that I have, for example, in the business, I can hear them talking in my head yeah. and they're asking, they're saying, okay, so how can we soften in, in a very hardcore reality of business, for example? I mean, it's still hardcore. I know that we're evolving. You know, we are, we made gigantic leaps in last few, few years or last decade when it comes to the voice of the feminine and diversity and inclusion and being able to have women on t- in the top of the organizations and hearing that voice of holistic you know, approach that benefits for all, don't think small, think for everybody and so on and so forth. We see that, yeah. but still there is this hardcore approach in, in the business. And so these women, they're asking, how can I soften myself if this reality around me is still hard? Yeah. And I, totally get that because I had that question years ago and that's where the fierce feminine comes in mm-hmm. to be powerful you need to to come from that place of steeness and calm within and then mm-hmm. speak up in a fierce way with clear boundaries and also really speaking what needs to be spoken but it's really about making sure that when you do that you are um, as much as peace within yourself, and there is not that attachment to end result. That's the key thing. And I remember also, you know, just to give you practical things that I was doing, I remember I was in meeting all day long, everybody coming to me with their problems, um, you know, team member, colleagues, and things happening. And it's just to make sure you take some break, you take some break to pause between meeting if you can, or if you cannot do between meeting, you know, at lunchtime, just take a break. You, you have the choice to not always be with people all the time. And I think yep. now that there is also a lot of um, uh, virtual work. That's something you can do at home. Have your practice. You can shake your body between meeting if you need. Yeah, yeah. But it's really, as I say, it, it has to be intentional. It's not something that we have learned. And it's mm-hmm. something that we can bring back into, into our daily practice. And yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it can be challenging. Um, I also know it can be very powerful because mm-hmm. when you're actually speaking up from that place of what's best for the highest good of everyone involved, mm-hmm. and you actually phrase it this way. I mean, you may not say what is for the highest good of everyone involved, but you know, in your conversation, you show that you actually look at you know, the contribution that can be made that is not mm-hmm. just coming from ego. In a way, people will start, some people will start listening and some people may not. And then this is where you always have a choice to choose, you know, 
who you're going to influence first uh, instead of someone else. Um, so it's an, it's, it's an art, as I said. I'm not saying it's an easy practice in the corporate, but mm -hmm. it's definitely possible as soon as you commit to it. So you need to commit to it, to be strategic with it. Who are going to be your ally in the organization? Which network do you want to be? People, because they, they, I work with women. There are lots of women in the corporate who want mm -hmm. to make a difference, who really want to contribute. So it's really about, about yeah, being strategic and intentional with your own practice and who you create alliance in the organization to bring that movement, which is more caring and um, more for all. Yep. Yeah, and I just also want to highlight what I'm learning from you right now as a student of this podcast is that you mentioned the word intentional a few times, intentionally creating the space, you know, when you can feel your feelings, intentionally creating the deliberate strategy to connect with the people, to create the allies, intentionally choosing, you yeah. know, who do you really want to become? So it's all about not allowing things just to snowball and yeah. happen naturally. It's also about the intention as well. Yeah. And, and, and coming back to, you know, the basic of creating space and being intentional is like, you know, as much as you can be in charge of your own diary, create mm -hmm. some time for yourself during the day. So you're not back to back all the time. So you, you, you can, have a chance to reconnect as much as possible during the day and mm -hmm. come from that place in the next meeting. Exactly. Yeah, that intention to create the space. I also, you know, want to highlight the important point that you shared, which is, you know, when you share from that powerful feminine perspective and you bring it forward, there is the lack of attachment that you, you said, that being detached from the outcome of what can happen yeah. And I, I've, I've been in meetings myself and I've coached or work in the corporate when, when the powerful feminine speaks for men or for women, let's say the women in that case, people get a little bit afraid and intimidated because there's this truth about the communication. <laughs> and then it's like people don't really want to know somehow, you know, that that's one thing that I've seen perceived that is like fear of that truthfulness. Yeah. And, did you, have you ever seen that? Yes, absolutely. And that's where I think the energy we speak from is super important. Because if we speak from a place of being angry and wanting to change, change things, but from a place of very, very much of attachment, it's not going to work and it's going to be destructive. It's, you're not talking actually from the feminine. You're talking from something unhealthy, which is... Which is um, that, that, that owns you rather than you own. You know, when anger is not bad, you know, anger is something that tells us something is not okay. And then it's how we transform it to, mm. to drive us into doing something positive, but we need to own it. You need, we need to transform it before we actually speak up. So when we, when we want to be a change agent, it's super important to do that in the work before we actually speak up. And, and anticipate, you know, okay, I'm going to have this meeting. I'm going to share that ideas that I know most of people are not going to be in favor of. How I'm going to choose to react when I will have this response from, from them. Exactly. And just, just really visualizing and, and anticipating. And this is where also having a life is important. You know, how can I go into this meeting and have fewer lies already in the room that I know will be on my side? And that's how you start influencing and leading from that place. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, that's anticipating, visualizing, being in the response versus reaction, and also understanding that you have a choice at that moment. Because if you come for this rage or anger or agenda or, you know, ego-driven point of view, I need to make a difference and you need to hear me out and you need to listen to what I need to say. People usually disconnect and they see this as non, non-engaging energy. But if you have this powerful detachment and we come from responding versus reacting, then somehow what happens, and I've been in those meetings, there are people like, wow, yes, this is a great idea. Look at that. We never thought about this. So interesting. Let's explore that. Let's go forward with that. Uh, and then there is a forum and the space for this communication to be present, right? Absolutely. And, you know, to just build on, on the non-attachment, it's also trusting, you know, I've always come from a place of as soon as I am aligned within me and I'm showing up from the right energy, mm-hmm. I trust that I will be shown the way. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to diminish the fact that, you know, some people who are listening today may be in an environment that will be very difficult to transform, to influence. And then it's, it's you know, to trust because when you, have, when you have done your best and when you have shown up and things, you, you see that it's not possible, then it's, it's a gift for you. There is a message for you on what's next, what's, what's the possibility. So I, I also want to just acknowledge that there may be some situation when it can be challenging, but I think that moving to this practice is very good because you will feel complete. You will have done your best. You will have shown up at your best. And that's the most important. Exactly. Exactly. And we do know that. We do know inside of ourselves when you show up and we do our best in that moment in time, we we know how that feels. Exactly. it feels unattached. It feels in integrity. It feels right. It feels great. You feel great, no matter what the outcome is. Exactly. Right? But you know exactly. that you did your part, right? In this absolutely. moment. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then also, if, if it doesn't work out, it's also powerful to let go sometimes. I think that a lot of the time we get stuck in, in certain situations and circumstances in our life, in work, in with those attachments. So maybe it's a good time to let go and to move on. You know, the life is saying, if you're fully trusting your life journey, your job is done here. Maybe now it's time for you to move on and explore something else. Right? Absolutely. And, you know, even if you make a difference, which is not as big as the one you wanted, you can still make a difference. You know, little things, the way you are with your team, the way you support your team. Um, and, you know, you will leave something. We all have a legacy somewhere. So mm-hmm. it's just trusting this, this journey of just showing up, showing up. Showing up and be present and showing up and be more present, be more in, in your essence, so to say. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. So the new women that are just coming into business you know, into the, into the corporate or startups or crypto businesses or becoming professional women as well, you know, knowing what you're knowing right now, you know, from your, your journey, what do you feel it's important for them? You know, in addition to what you shared, you know, we shared already a lot, but anything that you feel for the younger audience, you know, women who are less experienced in in workplace in business, what would you what is the advice that you would give to them or you, you would give to yourself if you were, I don't know, 20 or 21 again? Yeah. I worked with, not, not 21, but I work with shining stars and that are younger. And what I, what I always remind them is how powerful they are because these new generations, they have already clarity of 
that sense of contribution, making a difference, you know, they, they, they often are not lost into, I don't know why I'm here. They, they really are already very um, purposeful. And, and so remind them how powerful they are and, um, and again, trusting their own inner guidance, um, you know, so that they don't get stuck for years in a place that is not right for them because they have the power to make a difference. And, and by showing up and speaking up, um, they can really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell them to, to take care of themselves, really. Um, mm-hmm. There are so many things I can, I can tell them, but, you know, making sure you have a lie, taking care of yourself, making sure you have space to recenter and stay aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I will I will share with them and be intentional with where you want to work. Yeah, mm. that that extreme self care is something that I've learned. You know, when I started learning how to coach myself, you know, this whole notion of you know self care, but also extreme self care. When you are so in tune with your own personal needs, you understand your values, you understand your desires, you understand yourself, so you know what you need to have in your environment to be able to be fully functional human being yeah. and not to struggle, not to suffer, not to, you know, experience pain or, you know, or difficult emotions. So I think the extreme self-care, self-care is super important. I'm so happy you're highlighting that because when you do that, then you can show up and be present and be authentic, right? And be truthful and then do your best. But if you're not taking care of you or your temple on so many levels, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, then it's challenging. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we are a spiritual being in a human body, so we need to take care of our temple, of our body, otherwise we can't yeah. access that essence that we are. So it's yeah. so important. Exactly. So, you know, the question there is, what do you do for yourself to take care of your mind mentally? You know, how do you take care of your mind? What do you do to take care of your body, you know, on a physical level? How do you take care of your emotions? And also, how do you take care of your soul? You know, sometimes we forget that we have this wonderful spiritual body, our wonderful soul, and how do we feed and take care of our soul? What is nourishing for our soul? What is it? Is it art? Is it a poem? Is it meditation? Is it walking park? Is it playing with kids? Is it dog? But we need to be able to take care of ourselves on all those different levels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So we have a few minutes left for this wonderful broadcast. I usually, you know, ask people who are joining in to share kind of practice or, or you know, tool or technique spontaneously. You already shared this, this wonderful presencing, you know, connection to emotion that I really love, you know, in the moment when you feel like where you are, you put your, you know, arm, your hand on your heart and you start breathing, you connect to yourself and then you start feeling your feelings. I think that's a wonderful practice, very quick, very sweet and really brings you back into the present moment. So anything that comes with you from, from you naturally that you would love people to maybe try to practice to bring that feminine more in their life, to foster it, to give it a voice, uh, anything that comes from you? Yeah, maybe I can share too. Like, you know, I talked about the importance to, when we connect to our feeling, then to release and to soften. And so obviously it's not something we can do in a meeting, but between meeting, if, if we are in business, is to really, when we feel the feeling, just feel what we need, you know, do we need to, scream do we need to shake do we need to and just 
just let it out. And, and it's, a, it's a very quick one that you can do between meetings if you work from home. So you can go back into the next meeting uh, or to the work you have to do afterwards from a place of which has softened. Because when we are tense, we are not going to do our best work. And to, to release, actually, you can, you can change. You can have also, there is a, a simple one. You can do um, fire breath is also um, a powerful one to release emotion. And I have another practice that I love, which is uh, the crocodile pose, which is using trauma release, where you hand like that on the head and you lay down on the floor. And you lay down on the floor, um, so you know, on the earth, basically, and you just release you just breathe here. Mm. You're supporting by the earth and you just release. And it's it just it's just very powerful to release anything. And then um another quick one you can do every day um is breathing, you know, and it can be as powerful as you know, just long deep breath. It's something you can even do in a meeting, in a physical meeting. I used to do that. No one's noticed it actually if you just you know, you can just breathe and you don't have to make noise, but just making that long, deep breath in and out and hold at the bottom and the top, that will bring you back to center, you know, in a certain way. Um, that's short practice. You know, it's micro practice you can do on a daily basis. And then, um, you know, you can have more sustainable practice that you intentionally put in your diary where you can release maybe the emotion of the week where you know you're going to plan like to do some five even dance or just 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 anything that feels good for you in the way you want to move your body so you release anything that and you don't have build up of tension week after week um, yep. that's the kind of, of practice I do and then for the mind uh, personally I love meditation and journaling uh, I always have some time in the morning and some time in the evening. Mm-hmm. So um, to really calm my mind. And sometimes I can even, you know, pause during the day if I feel I need it. Mm-hmm. But it's also something that can be very powerful. And if you don't have much time, which I know sometimes is, whether you're working or you have children, yeah. it can be just five minutes, 10 minutes. You know, what is important is to start. It doesn't have to be big step. It can be a baby step. But start, that's the most important. Exactly. And once when you start and you see how it feels and how good it makes you feel, then we create time. You know, the funny thing about time is that we, until we start and see the benefits of those practices and how enriching they are to ourselves, then you're like, I don't have time, you know, Zoran, I don't have time to do this. I'm, my life is so busy. You know, people will say that, but once when they start practicing and say, I made time for that. You know, I've decided this is now priority. This is important. I see the benefits. So. What Annabelle is saying, you know, if you are challenged with that lack of time, consistent pressure, needing to perform, needing to be engaged in life, start. And then that practice will empower you to create enough time to be able to, to have it in your life. It, it, it works like that. It's simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it will give you more time afterwards because you will show up in, in a better way and you will create you know potentially less drama around you less problem less issue mm-hmm. and so your life will be more peaceful so there is there is so much value and i and i really so understand that the challenges of time um you know have been facing that and i know it's also in my mind i know i just have to put the time and to commit to it 
Um, yeah. You know, I'm a mother. I've been in the corporate and with lots of responsibilities. And, you know, it was challenging. So I, I really get it. But just start, you know, what is the right next step for you? And it will be different for any everyone. But like, just start, really start. I promise it's something that you will, you will thank yourself for. I'm like you, Annabelle. I listened to my masculine and I created these rituals and containers in my life. And no matter what, you know, I have my practices like exercising and meditation and, and writing and then walking and breathing. So I do schedule them in my diary and I do not deviate out of them unless something really gigantic happens that I cannot get out of it. You know, this is my commitment. Unless something really crazy happens, you know, like my kid gets sick and, you know, I just cannot sit in meditation while they have fever 40 degrees. I mean, I have to be there available. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. If, yeah. It, if it's not really that important, then, you know, you become your priority. And I think this is so important for all of us to commit to that. You know? And for me, this is an act of self-love. And that act of self-love nourishes that feminine energy inside of ourselves. And then leads up to that, what you beautifully said, not building up this tension that creates this closing down and nervous system. And we are not able to soften. And when we're not able to soften with this tension, we cannot connect to our hearts. We cannot connect to our feelings. And then we get into mind and then we just go forward, right? Mm -hmm. So we simply decoded, you know, through this conversation, what actually we all need to practice to be able to be in relationship with our feminine. Yeah, so say. absolutely. Yeah. Who we are is how we lead. Yeah. That, you know, what Renny Brown is, is saying, and that's why we need to take about to take care of, of ourselves so we can show yes. up. Yeah, who we are how we lead. I love that Brenna Brown quote. And I also love that what she taught us all, and you know, I know that you're connected to that work, is being able to be vulnerable. And I think that's another wonderful quality of that feminine, you know, that vulnerability, you know, allowing the space for that as well. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for your wonderful words of wisdom and for being guests in this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up and for being yourself. I really enjoyed spending time with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, wonderful. And for the audience, thank you so much for showing up. You know, this is wonderful when, you know, all the comments and questions that you post on our social medias around the podcast. Thank you for being engaged. We really hope this will be another beneficial recording for you. Keep on listening to this because there are pearls of wisdom throughout this conversation, small exercises and practices that you can apply in your life. And of course, we're going to link Annabelle's personal website and her social medias into the description of this podcast. So if you feel like connecting with her and experiencing working with her and, and being with her, you can always do that directly. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week for another exciting podcast. Bye for now. Bye. 